today we're going to continue in a sermon series that we've been in a while. Uh, we've been in uh, this sermon series called Love Lives Here, and we've been talking about uh, our church in this sermon series. Now, uh, I know that when I say we've been talking about our church, you can immediately think, oh, this really isn't for me because we're talking about Heartland Church. No, the messages that I'm talking about today are good for anyone, but we're just talking about how they apply specifically to our church, so we hope that you'll hang in there with us for a while today. Now, so far we've talked about the vision of our church. We've talked about what we're all about as a church. We've talked about where we want to go as a church. We've talked about our vision, and we've also talked about our mission. And we, we talked about how our, vi- our mission is that we exist to love Jesus, love each other, and to love our world. And then over the last few weeks, we've been talking about our core values as a church, those things that bring us together and unite us as a church. We celebrate our individual differences here at Heartland. We know that everybody's created in the image of God. We have different personalities. We, we have different passions. We have different you know, backgrounds and experiences and all those kind of things. We understand all of that. But there are certain things that we hold dear here that bring us together as a group of believers and, and that bring unity uh, into our church. And so we've been talking about those core values. And today we're going to talk about the last core value, uh, and that is the value of missions. So today we're going to be talking about missions. And I want to read to you a statement about our missions that describes what we believe, uh, our value of missions. Here it is. Missions describes our sending and going to all people with a gospel message. Missions is external to our church, but it is done by our church. We so desperately want the world to hear the good news of Jesus that we will support and participate in missions work locally, nationally, and internationally. Now, as we get started talking about this, I'm going to give you a couple of simple definitions uh, because there are two things that are very closely related when we talk about missions, and that is that um, evangelism and missions. We also value evangelism. We've already talked about that, but these things are really closely related and they're interconnected. It's, you can't really separate missions from evangelism. So, so when you're talking about this, it's, it's important to understand the terms, missions and evangelism. Uh, both those terms refer to our sharing the good news of Jesus Christ with others. Uh, the good news, and, and when I say the good news, it's this. It's the good news of the gospel message. It's helping other people understand that we're all separated from God because of our sin. The Bible in Romans 3:23 tells us that we've all sinned and we fall short of the glory of God. But, but you see, God has provided a way for our relationship with him to be restored, for our sins to be forgiven. John 3:16. we're probably familiar with that verse. It says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. And in Romans 10, 13, it says, for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. So even though we don't deserve it, uh, even though he didn't have to do it, but just because God loves us, God sent his son Jesus to die on a cross for, to pay the penalty for your sins and for my sins. And if we put our faith and we put our trust in him, we can be saved and we can be made right with God and we can have a relationship with God. And uh, when we call on God to save us, he, he does forgive us of our sins. The Holy Spirit indwells us and he seals us and we're made right with God. And the Bible tells us that we 
all have a responsibility to share that message. That, that that's the way it works. That that's the, God, that's the God plan. That's the thing he's put in place so that we can have a relationship with him. And that's called the good news. And, and when we share it, it's called evangelism. And when we share it with people groups and with other folks in other places, we call it missions. So a simple definition of evangelism is, for us is this, sharing the good news of the gospel. It's that simple. That's what evangelism is, sharing the good news of the gospel. And the term missions, is, it's much like evangelism, but, but historically, missions is simply the act of taking that same gospel message, not just to individuals, but to people groups and to nations. So an example is when you talk to a neighbor or a friend or a coworker about Christ, well, that is evangelism. And when you talk to a specific group of people and you, you go into a community or maybe a part of a community or, or to uh, another place on the globe, another nation, and you're sharing to groups of people, that is missional evangelism. You're doing missions when you do that. When you go on a mission trip, you're not just going to build a house. You know, when you go on a mission trip, you're not just going to offer some medical help. I mean, if you do those things, that's a, that's a great thing. But, but it's just a, a humanitarian kind of a thing that you're doing. But when you go to a country and you offer medical help or you build a house or you build a school or you do something like that, but your intent is to be able to share the gospel of Jesus Christ with those people that you're helping, then that is missions. That's what it's all about. So evangelism and missions are both about sharing the gospel. Uh, the context is just a little different. Both of them are about telling people about the good news, and, uh, and, and hopefully when a person does that, they embrace Jesus Christ, they put their faith and their trust in him, and then they become a disciple of Christ. So, so I want to share with you what we believe uh, about missions. Well, one of the things that we believe about missions is that it is our duty as believers to live on mission. We should always be living our life as believers on mission. Every Christ follower is supposed to be involved in sharing the gospel with those who don't know Jesus and to share it everywhere, everywhere we go. Immediately, this is interesting, a story I wanna share with you here out of scripture that helps us see how important this is. You know, immediately after Jesus rose from the dead, uh, he, his game plan for how people would hear the gospel was made known. It was this, my followers will go and tell other people about me. That was his game plan. It's actually part of the Easter story. We don't hear it a lot, but uh, Jesus had died on the cross and he's been buried in the tomb and, and he has risen from the dead. But his disciples don't know that he's risen from the dead. And, these, and some women go to um, his graveside. These are women that had watched Jesus be buried and they went back to the tomb after the Sabbath had passed to give his body a more proper preparation or anointing. And, and they go back, and I want you to listen to this in Matthew. In Matthew chapter 28, it says, now after the Sabbath, toward the dawn of the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to see the tomb. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning and his clothing white as snow. And for fear of him, the guards trembled and became like dead men. But the angel said to the women that were there, he said this, do not be afraid for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified, but he's not here for he's risen. As he said, come see the place where he laid. And, and now I want you to pay attention to the next verse. 
because in verse seven, because the angel says, then go quickly and tell his disciples that he's risen from the dead. And behold, he's going before you to Galilee. There you will see him. See, I have told you. Now, I believe that this verse is where God first reveals his heart and instruction towards evangelism and towards mission. This is an important verse because you see the angel says, I have told you that he is risen, now you go tell other people. In other words, he's saying this, I have told you that he is risen, now it's your job to go tell other people that he's risen. It's your job to go share the gospel with others. It's your job to tell your neighbor. It's your job to tell the person down the street. It's your job to tell people all over this world that Jesus Christ is risen from the dead, that he died for their sins, and that if they'll put their faith and trust in him, they can be saved. It's your job. And so, I mean, this is an important important place in scripture. And then we, all, we also believe this, we believe now because of this that it's our duty to share this. Uh, after Jesus has risen from the dead and he, and, and he actually appears to his disciples, he gives them some instructions. And I want you to listen to what he tells them in Matthew 28, 19 and 20. This is known as the Great Commission. He says, go therefore and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you and behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Now, this is what Jesus says. He says, this is how the world is going to know about me. This is how the good news of my resurrection and me rising from the dead, this is how it's going to spread. My disciples are gonna tell other people. You guys are gonna go and you're gonna tell other people what has happened. And then those people are gonna go and they're gonna tell other people. And what is gonna happen is that the word's gonna spread. And my Holy Spirit is gonna work in people's lives and people are gonna come to know me and they're gonna trust me as their Lord and Savior. And this word is gonna spread spread all over the world. That's my plan. And so he's saying, listen, you have a duty. You have a responsibility to do that. And, and, and I believe that we as believers today, we have that same responsibility because you see someone told you and your job now is to go tell someone else. Just like this was taking place. Just like Jesus said to the disciples, here's what's gonna happen. You go and make disciples of all nations. He's telling you and me, you go and make disciples of all nations. He's telling you and me, here's what I want you to do. I want you to take this good news about the fact that I died on the cross for people's sins and that I've risen from the grave. And if they'll put their faith and trust in me, that they can have a relationship with God. They can be saved. I want you to take that and I want you to go and I want you to tell everybody that you come in contact with about this. You have a duty, you have a responsibility to do that. And so we know that it's a duty, we believe that. We also believe that it's our privilege to do this. You know, sometimes when you say something's a duty, uh, you get all kind of excited about that, say, oh man, I just gotta do this. But we shouldn't feel that way. We should feel like this is our great privilege to get to do this, to share this good news. Because you see, I believe this, that any time, any time that God invites us to participate with him in his work and his ministry, it's a privilege. I mean, can you imagine God Almighty, the creator of everything that is, the God that sent his son to die to save us, the God we're gonna spend our eternity with in heaven. He has invited us to participate with him in this great mission 
of reaching people with the good news about his son. And so God has given you me this privilege of sharing the good news and seeing lives change and to help him in the work of building and advancing his kingdom. That is absolutely amazing. What a privilege. We believe it's a, a privilege. Now, before I jump out of this sharing thing, I wanna, I wanna just share one more thought because in that great commission, he says, that, go therefore and make disciples. Now, it's one thing to tell people about Jesus, but I just think it's that, that when we talk about sharing the good news of Jesus, we need to stop for just a moment, take a little pause, and just talk for just a moment about the fact that it's not, that once we tell somebody about Jesus and somebody embraces him, they put their faith and trust in him, we can't leave that person there. We need to help them to grow, and that's called discipleship. And so I wanna mention how important discipleship is. And, and you know, one of the ways that, that we do discipleship here at, at, at Heartland is that we have uh, heart groups, small groups that meet. And uh, you know, right now, we're doing uh, church online, and that's a wonderful thing. And we have groups meeting all over the place online. And you can contact our church. You can get on the website. You can contact us and, and talk to our discipleship pastor, uh, Pastor Mitch, and, and find out how you can get involved in a group. Hey, it doesn't matter that we're not physically getting together. We can meet online. There are so many ways to do this. I mean, there can be Facebook groups, and, and there's just all kind of things. They can, you can have Zoom meetings, but we can still meet, and, and we can still disciple people and disciple each other, and we can still learn about Jesus. So take advantage of that. That would be a, a, great, a great thing. We also believe our value of missions is motivated by love. This is really important. You know, our Heartland mission statement says we exist to love Jesus, to love each other, and to love our world. When we talk about missions, missions is the love our world part of the equation. That, that's one of the things that, that, that we're all about here at Heartland Church. Uh, we're about loving our world. Another way to say this is that it is our desire to share Christ with others, and, it's, and our desire is driven by love. We, we know that the only way that we can get to heaven is through a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. That's the only way we can get there. And we know that in order for people to have that personal relationship, they need to hear about Jesus. So we love to share that message because we know it gives them hope. And we know that it will give you hope. We know that it can change your life. We know that it is the most important decision you will ever make in your life is to follow Jesus. So, so we love it and, and we're motivated by love to share that message. And uh, we genuinely believe the only way a person can get to heaven is through being saved. So if we love somebody and if we love folks, we wanna tell them about that, that, that way to get to heaven. We wanna share that with them. We love our fellow man. Listen to this, 1 John 4, 7 and 8 says, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God. And whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. And anyone who does not love does not know God, because God is love. Those verses say that a natural result of having a relationship with Jesus Christ is to love other people. Man, you, you can't possibly have a relationship with Jesus Christ and not love other people. When, when you place your faith and trust in Jesus and the Holy Spirit comes and indwells you, there is there, there's something that happens. You are compelled to love other people. I mean, this is a critical part of our relationship with Jesus, loving other people. So as believers, we should have a natural concern and love for those people who don't know Jesus Christ as Lord and as Savior. 
And, and we should share lovingly. And we should share compassionately with people the message of Jesus Christ. Ephesians 4.25 says, Therefore, having put away falsehood, let each one of you speak the truth with his neighbor, for we are all members of one another. Another thing that we believe is we believe all nations should hear the gospel message of Jesus Christ. You see, the command of Jesus is that every person everywhere will hear the good news of the gospel. Every person everywhere. He wants everyone in the whole wide world to know about him. And so it's our responsibility to share that message. And, and, and it's, it's so clear in Matthew 28, 19, and 20 in that great commission. He says, go therefore and make disciples, listen to this, of all nations, everywhere, all the four corners of the earth were to go there. He says, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them, that's that discipleship part I talked about a moment ago, teaching them to observe all that I've commanded you and behold, I'm with you to the end of the age. And then there's a verse we talked about just recently. We talked about this, Acts 1.8 says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem. And uh, that's in your circle of influence. And in all Judea, that spreads the circle out a little wider. And then in Samaria and even to the ends of the earth. There's that ends of the earth thing again. We're to be on mission. We're, we're, we're to value missions. We wanna share the good news of Jesus with everyone in the world. Now, there are a few ways that we can, we can share in taking the gospel to all nations because some of you may be thinking right now, well, how in the world am I supposed to do this? And, and uh, you know, how in the world can I get involved in this? Well, there are lots of ways to get, to get involved. Uh, you know, one way is simply by obeying God through paying your tithes and your offerings to your local church. I mean, that's an important thing because uh, everything that you give to the church, uh, our, our church here, I'll just use our example, us as an example here at Heartland, we, we participate in our denomination um, missional giving uh, deal. And, and so we give money to something called the Cooperative Program, which funds missionaries all over the world. It sends them to language schools. It gives them supplies that they need. It helps them when they're out on the field, provides training so that they can be effective in whatever culture and context they're in. So when you give to your local church, you know, with, with us here, we give back to missions. And that's one way that you can contribute, even if you can't go on a mission trip, even if you, you never plan on doing that. Maybe if you don't even want to do that, but you can participate through your, your giving. And that, that's, a, that's a great thing. And we also support local missions. I mean, we have ministries all in our community. I'm, a, you know, I'm not uh, elevating one above the other, but I'm going to mention one right now. We have a, a ministry that we support called Faith Extreme. And they minister to at-risk youth in difficult neighborhoods uh, around our county. And, and Faith Extreme is an incredible ministry. And so, uh, you know, some, you can get involved with them and you can help them out. That's doing missions. You can support them financially. That's doing missions. So there's, there, you can do missions that way. And you can actually participate in mission trips. Now, I know right now we got social distancing and no one wants to fly anywhere, right? And, uh, and, and if you go somewhere, you might not be able to get back. So we've got to be careful about all that stuff. But, you know, this isn't going to last forever. And, we'll, and one day we'll be flying around like we always have and going to different places. You can actually get involved in a missions trip and go. And I tell you, well, you know, that'll be an incredible um, adventure for you. It'll be a, an incredibly moving spiritual experience for you to go into a culture and into a place where, and see how people are living and see how they don't have any knowledge of Jesus and to be able to share him with them. That is an incredible thing. So there are lots of ways. Now, right now, let me tell you a great thing that you can do. You can leverage technology right now. You know, the great thing about uh, the internet 
internet. The great thing about, you know, even Facebook and Instagram and these social media platforms like LinkedIn and Twitter and all these things that are out there, and we're all learning to use some of those things right now, whether we've used them before or not, because we have to, because of we're, we're quarantined, we're, we're stuck at home, and, and we can't be in, such, in certain size groups, so we've got to get in touch with people. But you can leverage technology to share the good news of Jesus Christ with anyone, anytime, any place on this planet. You can share the good news. You can be a missionary right where you're sitting today. Some of you right now are sitting up in the bed and you've got a cup of coffee and you got your PJs on and you just kick back and perhaps or, 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 or maybe if you're joining us as we, as we do our on- online streaming in the evening, maybe you're just kind of sitting there in your shorts and your, and your comfy chair and, and uh, whatever time you're joining us, you know, you're just hanging out with the family and all that stuff. Do you know that just in a matter of minutes, you could literally be sharing the good news of Jesus Christ with someone on the other side of the world? That is incredible. You say, well, I don't know how to do that. Well, I'll guarantee you this. I'll tell you this. I can pretty much say this with authority. Probably a couple of weeks ago, a lot of you didn't know how to do much of anything on a computer, but you're learning real fast, aren't you? We all have to learn. We all have to jump in. So hey, learn how to share your faith. That'd be a great thing to do. We also believe this. We ought to always be ready to share. You see, we need to be ready to share constantly. We need to always be looking for opportunities to do that. You know, um, we need to, it doesn't matter how old we are, how young we are. I wanna tell you a real quick story. I told this a while back, but it's worth repeating. Uh, Our our children's pastor here at Heartland Church is is Doyle Eldridge. Doyle's mom's in her 80s, I think. Uh, At the time all this took place, she was about 83 years old. And um, she, she lives in a retirement community. And she has a couple in her community that are both in their 90s. And uh, she visits them and, and uh, just to visit them and, and loves on them a little bit and, and let them know that she's praying for them. And she's become a friend to those people. Well, just a few weeks ago, Doyle told me that, that um, they asked her one day, you know, what keeps you so upbeat? How do you have all this joy living inside of you? What keeps you this big smile on your face all the time? And she told that 90-something-year-old couple about Jesus Christ. And they both told her they wanted what she had. And she held both of their hands as they prayed and they asked Jesus Christ into their life. An 80-something-year-old lady sharing the good news of Jesus in her community with folks that were in their 90s and they placed their faith and trust in Jesus Christ. Listen, it's never too late. You're never too old. Uh, You're not too young If, if someone knows about Jesus, uh, they can share about Jesus. I've seen children share with other people about Jesus effectively. So we all ought to be sharing constantly. That's such an important thing. We also ought to be ready to share verbally. You know, I think this is important and, 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 this, and I, I brought this out because I think it's something we really need to talk about. I want to make a point. This is incredibly important. I've heard a lot of folks say this because they're a little bit uncomfortable and maybe sharing their faith. Well, I don't tell people about Jesus. I just live my life life so that people can see Jesus in my life. Well, it's a good thing that you're living your life so that people can see Jesus. Oh, that is wonderful. We want you to always do that. But then I know that I'm going to make some of you a little upset with me, but I want you to understand something. It's not scriptural to just live your life so that people see Jesus in you. There is not one example of someone coming to Jesus in the entire Bible by somebody watching somebody else's lifestyle. We need to tell people about Christ. Now, that doesn't mean you have to be real aggressive in doing it. It doesn't mean you have to come, you know, come on real strong, but you can just, you're living your life and they see Jesus in you. And, and if Jesus lives inside of you, you know, I don't know about you, but he's part of my life. He's just part of my normal conversation. You can just have normal conversations with people, but we should 
always be sharing verbally. Uh, the Bible's clear. If you're a believer, you have the ability to share because the Holy Spirit will enable you to share even if you don't think you can. And so we need to make sure that we're doing that. Listen, there are times in my life when I've shared with someone when I'm so uncomfortable, I, I'm like, man, this is just uncomfortable. I'm, I, but, but, and sometimes it's just a natural conversation. Uh, but that's okay. Every time I share, I learn a little bit about sharing. And, um, but the truth is, if you're just not nice to people and you're not real pushy, most people will engage you in conversation. They'll be happy to talk to you. It's amazing. Uh, right now, people are cooped up in their houses. People just love to talk, period. So this is a great opportunity to share our love of Jesus Christ. Every single believer has a responsibility to share verbally. We also believe our lifestyle matters. I said that a moment ago. It does matter how you live. You know, if you're gonna talk to people about Jesus, it's a good idea to live your life and so that people can see that you love Jesus and that you believe what he's teaching and what he's shown us and, and, and you believe those things. I mean, it's kind of hypocritical if you're not living like a Christian, but you're trying to get other people to be a Christian. That doesn't even really make sense. So you wanna live your life in a way that people see Jesus in you. That's an important thing. Well, let's, let's read this statement one more time. Missions describes our sending and going to all people with a gospel message. Missions is external to our church, but it's done by our church. We so desperately want the world to hear the good news of Jesus that we will support and participate in missions work locally, nationally, and internationally. So my challenge is this, take missions seriously. It's Jesus' mandate to you and to me. Support missions and causes and pray and share the good news of Jesus Christ with as many people as you can, wherever you can. You know, this is a great time of the year uh, to be thinking about sharing the good news of Jesus because, you know, there are a lot of people that, that um, you know, they may not think about Jesus a whole lot, but this time of the year they do because next week is a special day for Christianity. It's Easter. It's the day that we celebrate the fact that Jesus Christ died on the cross, was buried and rose again, and, and that he lives. I mean, that's an incredible thing to celebrate. So a lot of people just are, quite frankly, expecting people to talk to them about this because it's Easter time. Well, you know, we've talked today all about evangelism. We've talked today all about uh, missions and how important that is and about sharing the good news of Jesus Christ. So I wanna take just a moment here and I wanna share Jesus Christ with you. I want you to know this. I want you to know that we're all born and, and we're born with this sin nature and that we uh, have this sin living inside of us and, and we're separated from God. But, and God knows that. And so one time in history, God sent his son Jesus Christ to this earth to die on a cross and pay the penalty for your sins and for my sins. And, and he's given us instructions and he says, if you will embrace what my son did, if you will believe in him, if you will put your faith and your trust in the sacrifice that he offered on the cross for your sins and you will commit to living for him and trust him as your Lord and Savior, God says, I'll save you. I'll forgive you of your sins and I'll make you part of my family. So I want to encourage you to that if you've never put your faith and trust in Jesus, that you'll do that. I, I want you to, to, to think about that. I know right now some of you are by yourself maybe watching this. Some of you are with your family. Some of you are with friends. Maybe you're hosting a watch party. Oh, there are just people all over the world literally watching this right now. And so right now, wherever you are, whoever you are, you know, if you have a question and you're with some other people and you, you wanna understand this better, talk to somebody that you know has a relationship with Jesus. And if you're by yourself, listen, you talk 
talk to one of our online hosts right now. You get on there and say, listen, I have a question or, or I wanna embrace Christ. I wanna put my faith and trust in Jesus. But we want you to do that. Why? Because we want to share the good news of Jesus Christ with everyone everywhere, all over the world. Why are we doing it? Because we exist to love Jesus and we exist to love each other and we exist to love our world. And what better way can we love our world than to tell them how they can have eternal life in heaven with God because of Jesus Christ and what he did on the cross in rising from the dead. What is in the world could we do that's better than that? Listen, if, if you're here to, uh, watching today and, and, and maybe you, you've never made that decision, I, I'm gonna just pray right now. I'm gonna give you the opportunity. You can pray with me. Just close your eyes right where you are and pray this. Just say, Jesus, I'm a sinner. And God, I'm, I'm separated from you because of my sin. But, but, but I've, I've been touched, God, uh, by, by this message today. I've, I've heard from you, uh, maybe through a song that I listened to, or maybe through a prayer that we all offer where we are, or that I just uttered, or, or, or you know, through something today I've been touched, through the message, and I wanna put my faith and trust in you. So right now, in the best way that I know how, I'm asking you to forgive me of my sins. I'm asking you to cleanse me of my unrighteousness, and I'm asking you to make me part of your family. In Jesus' name. Amen. And if you prayed that prayer, we have the promise of scripture that if you were genuine and sincere, that God will save you. And I hope you make that decision if you don't have a relationship with Jesus. Listen, I want you to hang in there with us. We've got uh, some, some more worship to do and uh, just worship with us through song. And we're gonna give God the glory and the honor for everything. And we hope to see you next week as we celebrate our risen Savior. Thank you.